Lweni and welcome to Conversations with Langosi. As you all know, my intentions are nothing but to filter out the rhetoric and the propaganda so that we children of the soil can form opinions based on logic and reason. Mine is to inform, educate and entertain. And welcome back to Conversations with Langwazi. In this episode, we are going to dive into the causes of child marriages in Africa. account of the causes of child marriage must acknowledge that many factors are interrelated and that many factors are both a cause and consequence of child marriage. For instance, family poverty places girls at risk of child marriage, but being married young also tends to limit educational and economic opportunity for girls, which in turn perpetuates poverty. I feel like that is self-explanatory. It's also thought-provoking because it triggers that questioning bulb in one's head. Because you then just they're like, wait, what? No, wait, whoa. Yeah, you know, it's just they're like, yay. Okay, going into the causes, we have gender inequality. Child marriage is overwhelmingly a phenomenon of younger girls being married to older men. None of the other social, cultural, and economic factors of child marriage can be understood without reference to the inferior status accorded to girls and women in all these societies under consideration. Gender inequality is a cause, a result, and a major factor of child marriage. Are you hearing, guys? Are you... I Like, literally, are we, you know? So, my question is, really, all this in the name of culture? Hi, uh, uh. These beliefs may have origins in traditional practices in colonial era laws and customs, in case you were wondering why I asked that question. And in the two most widespread religions in the region, Islam and Christianity... Don't know if you knew that. Did you know that discriminatory, formal and informal laws, social norms and cultural and religious practices directly and indirectly influence women's social and economic roles, make girls more vulnerable to child marriage than boys? Question. Well, In many societies, women are excluded from decisions about themselves, their families, and the community. Control of land and property together with formal family headship typically pass through the male line. Accordingly, greater social value is generally ascribed to boys. 
resulting in the underinvestment of girls' health, education, and development. Now, these social inequalities systematically render girls subservient and vulnerable and put them at risk of child marriage and other social harms. I don't know if you get that or if you do not, but if you don't, guys, please listen to this again. Now, with re- you know, through reading this, we actually have it tough as young girls, especially if you're in the rural communities, the rural areas of these um, countries, including those that may have not been listed here because they're not there. We talk now. But also those countries, you find a, 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 a huge number of them are from the rurals of the rural areas, you know, and this is basically what happens there. Two, cultural and religious norms that promote or perpetuate child marriage. In many of the countries studied, a patriarchal attitude attitude towards women and girls perpetuated by cultural and religious norms not only render girls more vulnerable to child marriage, but also may actively promote it. In several countries with long-standing Islamic populations, local traditions interpret Islamic scripture as permitting and in some instances even encouraging child marriage. This is a key reason why the prevalence of child marriage is high in countries with relatively large Islamic populations across the region. In these countries, influential religious leaders sometimes explicitly support the practice of child marriage and voice strong opposition to campaigns against it. So if I come here and I'm like, no, then I'm deemed as a threat, not only to the person that wants to marry my child, but to the religious leaders of that place and in inverted commas, their traditions and customs and whatever it is, you know, that they choose to to, to label it and justify it under, you know, I become a threat, Ganjalo. So you can imagine how tough those that actually continue to be activists against this actually have it going, you know. And I just wanted to say big ups to them because I know that that's not an easy thing. You know, there are those that are also conditioned into thinking that this is part of their culture. And then they also may develop some sort of hatred, but it's it's indirectly developed towards you because to them, now you are coming here and you are threatening you know, what makes them them. At times, this is actually abuse of human rights, you know. And I don't think it's one thing that could actually be justified, you know. So knowing horicultural and religious norms form part of why the main causes, it literally sends my exclamation marks. And you must remember, this whole confusion thing was birthed due to colonialism at the time you know so that's also something we cannot uh, shy away from okay so um the countries i'm going to go through them again as listed in the previous episode 
The Gambia, for example, has a large Muslim majority at 95% of the population. And in the same country, child marriage is not regarded by society at large as wrong or against the best interests of the child. A number of community members reportedly believe that child marriage is a positive part of life and tradition and prepares girls for life imagine these same community members also tend to prescribe particular roles for women and girls with an emphasis on childbearing and housekeeping child marriage is also common in mali and mauritania where it is supported by local interpretations of islamic scripture so there's no religion that actually um, speaks on this thing so I want us to just also shy away from the idea of having a bible scripture or verse in the Quran that actually says and supports this thing no religious leaders uh, twist things to fit their narrative and their perspective so they can protect this evil that they are doing and I'm just here like no you cannot in the name of religion you know if it's supposed to be there for a good cause Uh, Moving on, in Uganda, child marriage is seen to delay the onset of sexual activity of girls and prevent unintended pregnancy and pregnancy outside of wedlock. In Kenya, Uganda and in the Gambia, child marriage is commonly perceived to offer some form of child protection in that it prevents girls from being propelled into sex work. The nomadic Samburu community of Kenya, for example, encourages girls to marry at an early age on the basis that marriage will prevent them from becoming sex workers. In many of these communities, if a girl is not married by age 15, she is considered flawed and outcast under the perception that she will bring bad luck to her family. The sexual control of girls in child marriage are also connected via the practice of female genital mutilation. Among the Sabini and Karamojong populations of eastern and northeastern Uganda, FGM is conducted as a rite of passage into adulthood, sometimes from as early as 12 years of age. This rite of passage qualifies girls to sit with elders and it is regarded an important mark of adulthood and said to signify readiness for marriage. Very similar customs are also practiced by some of the Maasai people in Kenya. Patriarchal um, customary laws and traditions in Uganda give women and girls diminished negotiating power in marriage and in issues relating to their sexual and reproductive health. This is another manifestation of gender inequality, which renders women and girls second-class citizens and denies them power to make decisions about their future and even with regards to their bodies. 
marriage is viewed in some communities as a rite of passage and a girl's moment to fulfill her role in life. Equally, women and girls are sometimes viewed as property and may be used to consolidate family ties or settle feuds. This is another manifestation of gender inequality, which renders women and girls second-class citizens and denies them power to make decisions about their futures. guys. Coming back to where we were, um, that was just like a recap. The practice Ogotwala in South Africa involves the kidnapping of a girl or a young woman by a man and his friends or peers with the intention of compelling the girl or young woman's family to approve marriage negotiations. In some cases, and in older forms of this tradition, the kidnapping is purely ritualistic, in that the girl and her abductor are of similar ages and are in a consensual relationship, but have been unable to secure the approval of the girl's parents by normal means. In most contemporary cases, however, it appears that the practice involves genuine non-consensual abduction and forced marriage. And then last but not least, um, poverty, ranking at number three of the causes. Now, poverty is a major cause of child marriage and is also a factor that worsens it and worsens the impact that and oh and the consequences of being married at an early age so you can imagine that is why it happens that's why they get these people to marry off their kids because why poverty you know poverty is linked to a number or um of other factors that are strongly associated with child marriage including lack of access to education and inadequate birth and marriage registration systems that are discussed. It is also a repeated pattern that child marriages tend to become more prevalent in poorer countries and among the poorest sections of any given country. Coming back to Lanto Bendichokba, you may find Uba Kakulugazi. Yeah, yeah, these affected areas are poor. You know, it's the rural of the ruralist, but also poor of the poorest as well and so you know um this is how families also you know you can also look at it as parents actually selling their daughters so that they can better their economic status you know you can look at it like that because to me it does come off like that because you just they're like why would you sell your child's future away like that you know, why strip them of that? But then you come and you ask yourself why they even went as far as doing that. Then you find there's not enough schools or even job opportunities or people aren't that educated themselves. Even, you know, the religious leaders, because yes, you are going to come with um, innovative ideas here for this community. But if you don't sit down with the traditional leaders of that area and make them understand 
instead of just going for your approval level, make them understand what's going to happen and how you know the the the, the it will actually affect that area in in the future 10 years to come five you know 15 years to come so if you don't do that as well because they are busy preserving and protecting cultures that continue to dehumanize the existence yeah the female child the girl child in africa you know so you know and it's scary you know it is scary and one cannot keep quiet knowing that this is still happening and like i said the reason the ends are lent is so that we are aware of what is actually happening you know um the good and the bad you know of 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 what happens you know in in our countries in our continent and 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 once again thank you so so much for lending an ear and go see to the source and if this information if you have any inquiries any additional information um please do send an email or you know a dm comment on any of the platforms that you make use of to listen to this podcast once again thank you so so much enjoy the rest of your day and week <music>